Nazir Dav Samachbet, we last started the ninth parak of Masechet Nazir, saying that a goy cannot become a Nazir. It says, Dabel Bene Israel, Bene Israel are Nazirim, Velol of the Kochavim, and not Goyim. And the Gemara asked about that Limud, because in Arachin, it says that Goyim could be assessed and their worth should be given to the Beta Megdash. And we said over there is different because by Arachin it says, Ish, even Goyim. And with that, we're going to start Samach Bet, Amud Aleph, second line in, in the middle of the line where it says Iachim. So if so, if we're learning from the word Ish, uh, to, to add Goyim, Iachim So when it says Ish, by Arachin, by assessing, why do I need it? Why do you need the word Ish? We learned that Arachin is the same has the same rules as vows. A person vows to make an assessment, meaning he's going to donate something's worth to the Beta Mikdash. And we learned in regards to Nidarim, Ish Matamud Lomar Ish Ish it says Ish. Why it says Ish two times? It's coming to include Goyim that they can vow and they could give uh, korbanot like Israel. So if that's the case, So why do I have that Meaning I already learned that Goyim could vow the uh, korbanot and things like that uh, in, from that pasuk of Ish So why do I need Ish Kiyafli? explains, really, you have to say that a goy could be assessed. We learned that from that hekesh uh, by Nidarim, like we explained before. It says ish ish. We all learned from ish kiafli. So then, hi ish mibayle. Why do you need that ish kiafli? You need it like tuye muflasa muchle ish. It's coming to tell me that a Jewish uh, katan over the age of twelve. If he knows what he's doing when it comes to vows, that he's allowed to vow, he's allowed to make things kodesh, he's allowed to do that whole assessment thing. So, that makes sense, according to the rabbi who holds, that if a kid is 12, his vows are vows, that's midoraita. According to the rabbi who says it's only the rabbanan, then what does he do with that pasuk? And, and the rabbi explains that that rabbi will say, like, it's coming to add that even if it's a goy over the age of 12, he knows what he's doing with the vows, then he's allowed to vow. And Tosafot and the Rosh explains the reason it would not work with the Israel because uh, since he's a katan, then he would not be over on Baal means if he went against his vow, he wouldn't get an Avera. So if he wouldn't get an Avera, then uh, the vow doesn't start. But with the goyim, since... He would. He's never. He never has the mitzvah of bal yachel. If he went against his vow, there is no avera over there. So maybe we could say that the rules don't apply to him. And if he wants to vow, he could vow, and uh, there's no issue with bal yachel. So the Gemara says, "Ani haleman da amar bnei Israel ne'arachin ve'navde kochavim ne'arachin." Okay, I, I, I understand. According to Rabbi Yehuda, who held. 
that a goy could assess, but he himself cannot be assessed. I mean, I can't say the worth of this goy will be on me. He learns it from Bnei Israel. Bnei Israel could be uh, could be assessed, and the goyim cannot be assessed. Maybe they they can't assess either. That's why he learns the word ish that the goyim could also vow. And they could assess. So Shapir, I get it. Why it says the word ish? Uh, it is coming to end. Muflasa ish that a kid over the age of twelve could vow, and he could do the whole assessment thing. Great. But according to Rabbi Meir, who said that a goy could be assessed, but he cannot assess. Meaning, I can say the worth of this goy will be on me, but the goy can't say the the worth of myself on me. I'm not. I'm going to donate my my worth to the Midrash. Rabbi Meir says he can't do that, but. But a Jew could uh, could say, "I'm going to give the worth of the goy," and he learns it from Bnei Israel. Okay, Bnei Israel, Marichin, Bnei Avdeko, Chavim, Marichin, Bnei Israel, Kedesas, Koyim, Kenadesas, Yachol, Loyun, Arachim. Maybe they can't be assessed. Amud Omar Ish. He learns from the word Ish that they could be assessed. And therefore, Afilu Tinok Ben Chodesh Bar Iruchehu. Then, according to Rabbi Meir, even a child over a month old could be assessed. So then. Kiafli lamali the ish by kiafli. Why do I need that? So Amar Rabbi Ada Bar Ava he needs ish kiafli la ituye avet kochavim gadol. Rabbi Meir would need the word ish kiafli. It's coming to say that avet kochavim who's a gadol the afagav the gadolu, even though he's a gadol and no yodea leaflot. If he doesn't know how to vow specifically towards Hashem, then his vows are not vows. So now the Gemara now understands why it says ish by kiyafli by arachin. But the question now is ela kiyafli techatav rachamana gabe nezirut lamali. So then why do I need the ish or isha by nezirut? Michdi. So let's see. Haitkash nezirut lindarim. At end day nezirut and nedarim were were connected. They were compared to one another. They should have the same halachot. Arachin is part of vows. So again, why do I need the kiyafli by nizayrut? So the Gemara explains, It's coming to add uh, incomplete sentences that are still considered vows if you can understand what uh, what the person is trying to say. Day tomorrow, We discussed this in the beginning of this Masechet. If someone said an incomplete sentence, but we know exactly what he's trying to say, Abaye Amar Avian Yadain. Abaye says it's considered hands, meaning the Nizirut stands. Rabba Amarlo Avian Yadain. Rabba says that it's not a it's not a Nizirut because that's not strong enough. So La Abaye Niha makes sense what Abaye is trying to say. But according to Rabba who said it's the Nizirut doesn't stand, then what's Kiafli by Nizir coming to say? So the Gemara explains, "Ela kiyafli mi ba'alei lech l'rbi tarfon." Rabbi would need it like rbi tarfon. That Tanya rbi udal me mishum rbi tarfon. That if two people are uh, are walking on, on the street and they see a guy and they say, "I'm an azir if he is an azir, I'm an azir if he's not an azir," and the hal mehem azir, they both not nazirim. Lefisha lo nitna nazirut el afla because you can only be an azir if you specifically accepted upon yourself nazirut and there was no doubt. And where is he learning from? The word kiyafli by Nazir. Okay, who would say that uh, one of these two guys are Nazirim? My What are they? What are they dorish with the word kiyafli? So ela mi rather you need it to what Rabbi Rabbi Eliezer said. 
היתר נדרים פורחים באוויר. When חכם is מתיר הנדר, that whole thing is just standing in the air, meaning there's very little to rely on. It's all Torah Shebe'alpeh and hints and things like that. There's nothing really much to rely on. They do have what to rely on. Because it's a pasuk by Alachim, it says Ish ki yafli, and also says by Nazir ki yafli. Why two times? One is when someone accepts upon himself something and makes it prohibited on himself. And the other one is when he goes back on what he accepted upon himself, he feels bad, and he goes to the rabbi, and the rabbi has the ability to permit it. So hafla'a would be uh, specifying. So one is specifying something is prohibited unto you, the other one is specifying why it's no good and you regret it, and, uh, the, and the rabbi is going to allow it. Next, Mishnah. Homer ba'avadim ibenashim, there is a stringency by slaves more than women. Shehum mefer, the husband has a right to annul nidre ishto, his wife's vows. Ve'enom mefer nidre avdo, but he could not annul his slave's vows. And here's another din, hefer de ishto, hefer olamit. If a husband annulled his wife's vow or her nizirut, it's annulled forever. And therefore, even if she gets divorced afterwards, she doesn't have to do whatever she vowed. She doesn't have to redo a nizirut. Now, once her husband annulled, it's annulled, done. However, if he annulled his his slave's vow or his nizirut, his his slave goes out free, he's emancipated, and the slave has to continue, he has to actually do whatever he promised to do. The Rambam explains because a master has no right to annul his slave's vow. He could only force him to go against his vow. The fact that you're not forcing him to go against his vow and you're telling him it's annulled, it's like you're saying, I have no control over you. Oh, and when you say I have no control over you, you're saying that he's free and that's why he's free. But still, the Ayavid has to do whatever he said he was going to do. And the Gemara starts, Tarur Banan. Lemar bo kofo, what uh, to what the can his master force him to go against? Linzirut only to the nizirut. Avalon darim, but not the regular vows. Velarachin, and not to the, the the assessing. If he said that, I'm going to donate my uh, my worth to the Beit Hamikdash. So the Gemara asks, Why is it by Nizirut that the master could force him to go against his Nizirut? Because the Amar Hamana le Sori Isar on the the Pasuk says to prohibit something on himself. It's only Bemishin Avshor Kenuyal, it's only whoever's uh, nefesh is acquired to him, to himself. Yet Sa'evit She'en Avshor Kenuyal, and we're coming to exclude an Avid, where he doesn't own himself, He's, the master owns him. The Gemara says, if that's the case, then the same thing with their vows. A master should be able to allow, to force his slave to go against the vow. So Amar Avshashat, Avshashat explains, there's a difference. What are we dealing with? There is a cluster of grapes in front of this um, slave. When it comes to Nedarim, let's say he said, I'm not eating this cluster of grapes. If he says, I'm not eating the, uh, these grapes, okay, go get me different grapes. It's not a big deal. 
And lo, therefore, lo Therefore, you can't force him to eat these grapes. You could give him different grapes. However, gaben nezirut. When it comes to nezirut, when he says, "I'm not eating grapes anymore," I'm a nazir. He's not allowed to eat any grapes. And uh, let's say this uh, this slave could weaken. He won't be as strong. And the master wants him strong so he could work for him. Therefore, matzei kafele. He could force him to go against his nezirut. Now the gemara asks. When it comes to Nedarim, aren't we talking about the case? There's only this uh, cluster of grapes. And he said, I'm not eating this cluster of grapes. And let's say there's no other food except this cluster of grapes. And he vowed not to eat it. And if he doesn't eat it, if he doesn't eat it, it'll be weak. So then the master should be able to force the slave to eat it. So the Gemara explains, what are we talking about? Why is it by vows he, the master cannot force the slave to go again? There's seeds in front of him. And when it comes to vows, since he's only in the seeds, okay, then it's not a big deal. I just give him the grapes. The grapes can, I don't know, so give him something else, just don't give him the seeds. But when it comes to Nazir, he's asur in the whole grape. Therefore, matzei kafele, he could force him to have it. So, like, masks vegabene darim. But yeah, you could always say by vows. We're talking about a case. We lost skin. Now we're talking about the leka elai and You only have these seeds on the table. They lo achile halish. And if he doesn't eat these seeds, he's going to weaken. Ela Amar rather Abaye explains what's the reason the master cannot force the slave to go against his vow. Ela Amar Rather, we're coming to explain for what type of things can the master force the slave to go against what he accepted upon himself. When he accepted upon himself, but I don't have to force him to go against his neder. And same thing, I don't have to force him to go against the swear. My tama, what's the reason? Because the Pasuk says by swearing, Lehara or Lehetiv, to do good for himself, to do bad for himself. When he accepted or he swore upon himself to do something good for himself, it's uh, the same rules as when he accepts to do something bad to himself. When a person swears to hurt other people, this, uh, he has no permission. And you can't, the swear doesn't start. When this slave says, I'm not going to eat this, I'm not going to eat that, I swear this, I vow that, you're hurting the master by making his property, which is himself the slave, you're making it weak. And therefore, the swear doesn't even start. But when it comes to Nezirut, the Nezirut stands, just the master has the right to tell him, you have to eat grapes, you have to drink wine. Nezirut is different than Nedarim and Shavuot. Nezirut could go even on something that is owned by someone else. Nedarim and Shavuot cannot. And therefore, we have to learn from the Sori Sa'an Nafshaw that the master could force him to go against his Nezirut. Next, the Mishnah says, if the slave accepted upon himself Nezirut, Avar Mikeneged Panav, 
If the slave ran away from the master, the slave cannot uh, drink wine anymore because now the nizirut kicks in. The nizirut never kicked in and therefore the, the, he's allowed to continue drinking wine. And the Gemara explains, Lema, it sounds like Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi, but the Shmuel come if I get the argument what Shmuel said. If someone made his slave honorless, he didn't write uh, any emancipation document, he just told him, yeah, you're honorless. He goes out free, he doesn't need an emancipation document. Why? Because once he's have care, that's it, he's free. And you have to explain in our Mishnah that once he ran away, the master had the Yush, he despaired, and he made him Hefker. Rabbi Meir, eat Lady Shmuel. Rabbi Meir holds like Shmuel, and that's why he should not drink wine because the Nizir kicked in because he had despaired. And Rabbi Yossi let Lady Shmuel. Rabbi Yossi says, no, he didn't despair, and he's still under the, uh, under the master until he got that emancipation document, and therefore he could continue drinking wine. The Gemara says, Lord, that's not their mahloket. Rather, everyone holds like Shmuel. Ela, you have to explain why in the, what's the mahloket in the Mishnah? Man de Amar, Rabbi Yossi, who said, Yishtay, he could continue drinking wine. Savar, sof, sof, mehdar, hadar, ve'atel, egabe, lishtay, hamra. Since the master is going to find him, or he's expecting him to come back at some point, right? So it's as if the, the, the slave is still by him, and therefore he could drink wine. I want him drinking wine, so this way he doesn't weaken. So when he comes back, he'll be able to work. Who says he should not drink savar. The master wants him to be a nazir, so he could suffer. And come back to me so I could allow him to drink wine. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Olam. Amen. Amen.